Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 377 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always and only today by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. He's in Eastern like Pennsylvania. The like the good old days, just in reverse. You're at home, yeah. and I'm in Austin, Texas. Yeah. But equally magical, This I don't know what is messing with me right now, but the mic, wherever the mic is, is not where it normally is. And I cannot get my configuration right, and uh, I'm all out of sorts, Willie. Um, okay. Configuration. Speaking of configurations, 70 got reconfigurated when Jason Nolf says, well, the heck with this. I'm going up to 74. And so a lot of – a lot of uh, it's been a take-a-palooza since that has happened, Willie. What was your initial um, thoughts when you heard that? My, I mean – I was shocked. Um, I mean, maybe he didn't like the outcome from the open, but I thought he looked. I thought he looked fine. I thought he looked good. Um, now, some people mentioned that he kind of they thought he faded against Green. Um, I don't know if I agree with. I mean, he came back against Pantelio. Uh, I don't know, but the only thing I do know is that Jason Nolf knows his body better than I do, and if he thinks. That he's not performing at his at his peak, um, then that's probably he knows best. But here's the thing: he has a decision to make for 2020 anyway. If like if I if I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm sitting on a radio show and I'm saying what should Jason Nolf do? I'm saying he should maybe stop lifting weights because he looks like he's bigger, right? Um, Maybe just stop lifting weights and change his body to 70. But on the flip side of that, he has to bulk up for next year anyway. So uh, it's probably the best decision. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if lifting weights is why he's big. He's just probably big. He's been – I mean, how many guys at Penn State do you see stay at the same weight for five years straight? It's pretty rare. Yeah, well, and his, I, I mean, by that – And I his mean, frame is always someone that we've, we've said – 
uh, he could probably move up, right? And it's just I think for the lineup, he never he never went up because they've had really good 65s traditionally, and you know for the most part, it hasn't looked like it's a, a really tough cut. Though he is so he's gang, he's really tall. He's always looks pretty freaking skinny, so you don't know. But I heard 57 was not easy for him this year, and you know another two and a half. If if something is hard. Another two and a half pounds, like everyone's like, well, what's another? These are not the same weights. Another two and a half pounds is really, really hard, right? I mean, can you imagine if 57's tough, just doing, okay, another two and a half pounds? That's well, okay, let me, let me say this. Yes, you're right. Another two and a half pounds is a, a significant thing. Um, however, when you're talking about, you know, he made weight three days in a row at NCAAs. Um, and basically held the weight all year. Now, you're not making weight every day, but you're pretty much managing your weight every day. I would say under under that scenario, um, it, let's say that 70 was an Olympic weight and say all the players that are at 74 are at 74 and they're going to be there next year and all the players that are at 70 are going to be there next year for 2020. If, if that was a situation, I, I would like – advise Jason to like reconfigure your body like you're doing with the mic right now and and try to maintain 70 through next year because I think it's possible and I think that would be the best when I say he's big I mean uh it, it looks like he's more muscular than we saw even at the end of the season um but that's not the case the case is that Next year, he has to go 70 or 74, and so you might as well do it now. Yeah, I, th I think if – I think the another thing is he probably – the way he thinks, he probably thinks he would make the team at 70. He probably thinks, I'm well, going to beat James Green again. I'll go, I've beaten Ryan Deacon many times, and I would beat him again in Final X. And I don't want to hold 70 through September. Then I've got to – that's a completely different thing. It's like, all right, I don't feel right here. i got to move up. Eventually, anyways, I'm gonna go up and, and and see how I feel, and I don't think he's just obligate, you know, a, an obligatory bump up to just test the waters. I think he probably thinks he's gonna beat Imar this weekend. Yeah, I mean, and that's how I, I think some of the I think I think some of the transcendent people, some of the great wrestlers that we've seen come through, I think they're not used to cutting weight, and I think they they feel it more than. I mean, if they feel, you know, when, when, when a guy cuts a lot of weight and they're used to feeling that way, they're used to feeling, okay, this is a weight cut, man, this is tough. Um, it's, they're used to it. But if Jason Null feels like one degree off, to him it's like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know that, what I mean? That, that could be part of it. I mean, Bo Nickel moved up two weight classes um, through his career. I mean, no one thought, wow, Bo is so big at 84. But he still went up because – I mean, I don't know the exact reasons, but as I assume towards the end there, 84 wasn't super comfortable, and he wanted to go up because for their for their lineup, it didn't really make a difference either way, right? It was it yeah. was going to be fine for for Penn State, so I think he's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's why I think he's going to go up to 97 kilograms for for the Olympic trials next year after he goes 92 this year. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, for me. Nolf, Nolf to 74 is it, it makes 74 a lot more exciting um 
he'll have some tough matches. There's some guys in that'll be in the mix, like Tommy Gant, that are really, really good. That'll that'll make things interesting and difficult. But I think in you know. It, so where do you have him in the pecking order, though? I've I've got him making the finals for sure. Um, I, yeah. I think, he, but you know, a guy like Anthony Valencia, you, you can't be giving up these six six zero lead. I mean, in three moves, Valencia can end you, right? Like if, mm -hmm. if Anthony is getting that that pop back, he can't be giving up fours. He can't be. That's a dangerous now, guy. He, sure. Now will he hit Valencia? Where is he? I haven't. Thought this all the way through. So where's going to be in the in the no, Nomad's got him seated second right now. He's got Gant, Nolf, Valencia, Massa, Richie Lewis. Richie Lewis is another really interesting guy. I think we talked about him last show. Yeah. Um, that's a that's an interesting top five. So it's potentially he would see Valencia in the semi. Okay. Of the yeah. challenge tournament. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Jason Nolf. I'm I'm excited and. Uh, but you don't have him beating Imer, do you? No, I don't think so. I, I think. Well, first of all, he's one and two against Imar. I know it's at at fifty seven, but I don't think you just bump up a weight three weeks later and beat that guy, right? I don't think you. I there, don't think unless you there's up. some sort of a Penn State thing there, and which that's kind of silly. And also, I think I, stylistically, Imar matches up well. Better, better in freestyle than in folk style. Also, um, the, the the Penn State thing. I'm pretty sure Imar has a winning record against against Penn State guys. He just happened to have lost in the NCAA finals to Vincenzo. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess my thing is, you know, Jason could come out and look amazing and win the whole tournament and beat Imar, and it's only mildly surprising. Um, but if I have to pick. I'm saying the late move up to weight, you know, the late move up in weight class, and the fact that Imar seems to be the best freestyle version of Imar, and he's had a whole year, whereas Nolf is just coming off uh, a season in which he spent six months riding people. Um, yeah. You know, edge Imar. Yeah. Now, in a year, I'm curious what this yeah. looks like. Yeah, right. When Jason Nolf gets a, a chance to put on mass and fill out to a, a true 74 and he can work on parterre for um you know 12 straight months then different story but right now if you know if i'm having to make a pick i'm picking Imar. yeah i'm i'm right there with you um but i have to get by valencia and then gant presumably in the challenge tournament finals which will, which was, will take some was, what was the year gant was the two seed 16 Okay, and what was what was North in that bracket? Was North the one seed in that bracket? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. So, no. So okay. Gant was the two. Imar and uh, Nolf split. I'm pretty sure Nolf got the three. So Nolf was the three. But Gant got upset by right. Walsh. I want to say, and so they. I don't think they've ever wrestled each other. Or yeah, they Gant actually was, did. They did. They wrestled at the scuffle years ago. Gant came into the tournament undefeated, I believe, that year, right? Correct. And then it was a big thing like, well, yeah, he's undefeated, but he didn't. Only reason but, Imar and Nolf aren't undefeated is because they wrestled each other. And it was kind right. of a weird seating situation, but it all worked out. Um, 
So that's that. Seventy-four. Um, any any other weight movement? Well, I don't any know about discussion? weight movement, but just a a stay woke on some some delayed wrestle offs. Um, I think we're yeah. gonna have some, and I think we might have one. And David Taylor is an obvious candidate because we saw that injury. Don't be surprised if Kyle Dake gets a, a delayed wrestle off too. I've here's here's hearing that funny. may be in the works. Well, you're a goof, and we have this document where we keep all our notes for the show. And Christian writes in there, delayed wrestle offs question mark, and he didn't tell me anything yet, so I'm learning it as we go. But when you wrote it in there, I was thinking, I bet you he's gonna say Dake, and you said Dake. Yep. So we'll see if that um, holds true. And, and to Nomad's point, he's brought it up. Th- these he hasn't competed since Worlds. Yeah. Now some of that, you know, there's you, you take some time off after you win Worlds, but then the how I don't think this is. I think Kyle Dake would have competed. You know, you look at David, David and Kyle last year. How much those guys competed and wrestled. Right, they they were just they were going everywhere. They were wrestling and going to Eureka and all this stuff. And then this year, both of them reduced their how much they competed. And I I don't understand that necessarily with Dake if he was injured. That makes sense, um, but but for Taylor, so I, I think it's well. Fill me in here. So Dake, we were wondering 74, 79, 74, 79. Uh, even even Kyle himself, I think, deliberated right uh, for quite a while. Um, now that he's, you know, you're saying there might be a chance of wrestle off, uh, delayed wrestle off. Um, you have to think that maybe the injury, if if there's an injury, um, that that played in its decision to stay at 79. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he can't request a delayed wrestle off if he wants to go 74. He had to go okay. 79, right? So, so, Kristen, what's the what's the I mean, I, I know sometimes you know you know stuff and you can't say stuff, but what, I mean, what's the injury? I mean, what's what's the? I mean, and it has to be something that's been lingering for a long time, right? I was told knee. Knee is, is that a new one? I mean, he's had. Uh... I think he has hurt a knee before, but maybe not. I mean, he's broken his foot, his hand. Uh, no, he's hurt his knee before. I think uh, fourteen. Remember, he didn't get to wrestle in trials in fourteen. I'm pretty I sure forget. It was his I mean, there's then. been a lot of them. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, I mean, hopefully best versions of Dake and Taylor get to compete at some point no. to make the team. Now, both of them are Rutgers, right? Yes. Both of them are Rutgers uh, final X guys, so that's interesting. Yeah. So it could stink uh, for that final X, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully... And hopefully it's known soon. I don't see what the benefit of waiting till. Yeah. Unless you just want to do the the Kale Shakur Rashid thing and not tell Miles Martin you're not wrestling him until like the match before. You can do that. It's not really nice, but you could let whoever makes eighty six and seventy nine know more than two days in advance. But they don't have to. They well, they can uh, wait up to forty eight hours before to request it. Yeah. That's that's I don't know if that's good. I mean, I guess I guess that's appropriate if um, you get hurt late training. But well, when, I mean, when it's no, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Because like you know, 
Alright, that's because I get hurt Wednesday, I fell off the treadmill, blah blah blah. Well, okay, fine. But, David, we know you got hurt at Beat the Streets, and Dake, everyone knows you're hurt. Um, or it's pretty much known. It's not like the injury's gonna happen in two weeks, right? So, Wait, just, on the, just request on the plus it now. Side, I, I agree with you. I mean, they should tell them if they're, if they're going or not. They should tell them far in advance. But, um, on the flip side of it, somebody's gonna win the Trials Tournament on, on Sunday. And they're gonna know who their opponent is, so... I mean, at least they can game plan for it. Well, they're gonna know who their um, opponent is, but am I wrestling him in, in two weeks? Right, or am I, mean, I wrestling him in, in Fargo, which is over a month yeah. later? Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, they, they could... I mean, they could tack it on to who's number one, like, last year for all... Oh, no, they couldn't this year because it, Worlds are so... Or not, are in September, not October, but... Um, so it's yeah. interesting. We'll see when they when they do. Speaking so more of, to come there. Speaking of, uh, Helen made a comment uh, that she's not retired. I mean, what's her deal this year? I have no idea. Uh, I asked in a meeting. They don't know either. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's that's some senior news. She could show up news. at trials, you know. Yeah, so she didn't medal last year. Right, so, so she has to she has to wrestle this weekend, or she's not on the team. Right, so we will know if she's in for this world championship season. If she's in Raleigh, if she's not, she's out. Um, that's senior news. Junior news. You know, I was going through registration, and you know, we talked about it last show about registering late and and. This and that, and we don't know the register. You know, we don't know the entries a lot of the times until, until late. I mean, there's guys that are sitting in the finals that aren't registered. Um, I I don't know, and I don't know where the news comes from. Like, cause like, um, Trent Hydley's was not registered, right? And he's sitting in the finals. Right. Shane Shane Griffith not registered, but you know, I send I sent the USA Wrestling asked me to you know. Do the you know? Can you give me the seeds projection and their results and stuff, right? I don't I don't see them. I give them what I think it should probably be, and I, I list all their accolades, and they make the decisions. But when I did that, I sent it to them, and somebody sent me back and said Shane Griffith's going seventy four. But in the registration list that I got, Shane Shane Griffith wasn't even registered. Yeah. So they're they're like there's kids that are registered and kids that are not registered. But then there's also conversations going on that of kids that aren't even registered. So I don't know what the situation is uh, with some of them. I, at, because North Carolina State put out a tweet that said, this is our guys that are wrestling at the trials. And they listed Trent Hydley. Well, Trent Hydley's not registered. Right. Um, but yeah, he's obviously going to wrestle. But then there's other guys like Cassiope who's sitting in the finals. He's not registered. And I'm kind of worried um, – about heavyweight, first of all, you know, I love the junior world team trials. I love the junior worlds and, and our team, and we've been doing so good recently. Um, we're kind of in at 97. I mean, Sam Schuyler, no offense to Sam Schuyler, but he's a guy I'd never heard of before, and he won the Open. Right. Okay? Uh, he, I mean, this is a guy that went one and two last year at the same tournament. So I'm concerned about our depth at 97. I'm concerned who our rep's going to be at 97. And then you go to heavyweight where we have a lot of guys that are talented. You know, you got Mason Paris, but not a lot of 
freestyle background. You got Trent Hilger, who was third last year, but not a lot of international experience. Um, you got Nevels, who made the finals, very talented guy, uh, teched everybody, beat up on everybody before he got to Cassiope. But then if we're losing Gable to seniors, seniors and we're losing Cassiope, I mean, he's not registered, so I don't know what. I'm just hoping he's right. going to compete. Um, then then you're looking at two question marks at the back end of our lineup, you know? Where we have capable guys, too, that just aren't yeah, going to be going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's, it is annoying when you just don't know who's coming where a, a day before an event. Um as you try to make these things important, but you don't know who's competing, it makes it makes it pretty difficult. It would yeah, be I mean, it'd be disappointing if if Cassiope didn't wrestle because he's I think uh, he could win. Was, I think he can medal for sure. It would be crazy. Uh, I and we need him. You know, no offense. No, I mean you guys all know how I feel about Cassiope. I think he's awesome. And no offense to Seth Nevels, who hey, Seth Nevels, Mason Paris. Uh, I think it'll be Hilger. Hilger, Hilger um, I think that's who I picked. I think I picked Hilger. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I picked Hilger if Cassiope's not there. Of course. Well, those three guys with a camp, with a freestyle camp and working at the OTC and with the senior athletes, I think they can do a really good job um, at Junior Worlds. I mean, for whatever reason, Junior Worlds isn't always the deepest at heavyweight. Uh but I, I think they can do a good job. But I certainly feel like Cassiope's the most seasoned and, and, and the best guy other than Gable. Um, so, yeah, it's – on one hand, it's sort of frustrating to not know their entries all the time. Uh, and by the same token, it's also frustrating if we don't get our best guys going to try to make the team. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe more fallout from that after trials when we see who does and doesn't show up and we can – Maybe discuss that a little further. You dropped uh, recruiting class rankings. Ohio State, um, number one. Pretty clear, obvious number one to me and you. Uh, why are you laughing? Yeah. I'm laughing because apparently, I mean, I saw this tweet. and I heard it was deleted, but I saw this tweet that Ohio State put up this thing like, uh, you know, Ohio State, number one recruiting class and – the highest recruiting class average over a decade, which is awesome. I mean, what Ohio State's doing recruiting-wise is freaking amazing. 13 big borders in two years. They had the number two class last year, number one this year. They haven't been lower in the eighth in five years, six years. Um, just just tremendous. But they tweeted that, and then I guess people razzed them like, yeah, but you only won one title or something like that, and they, they deleted it. In my opinion, don't delete it. I mean, you've been the number one recruiting team, and you've been probably the second best, most consistent in actual results. So stand by it. I mean, you guys are doing awesome. Yeah. I, just, I think it's funny that they deleted it. Yeah. Um, don't read the mentions, Wrestling Bucks. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I get why they got a little flack for it because they're basically like, we recruit better than Penn State, but our, their wrestlers beat us. So it's kind of like yeah, it's I mean, almost like a you know well we don't develop as well as Penn State but I mean it's bullcrap though I mean uh, Penn State's during, uh, going on a historic run and Ohio State's right there with them every year so be proud of that I mean don't listen to knuckleheads yeah 
Also, they're the only team to win in the KLA era, mm-hmm. other than the first yeah. year with Iowa when, you know, they killed didn't wrestle anybody. They redshirted the whole team. Um, so, yeah, that's a little strange. But their they're top 100 recruits, number one, Greg Kirkfleet, Carson Karchla, number four, number five, Jordan Decatur, 32, Dylan D'Amelio, who I love, and uh, Isaac Wilcox, who I don't know much about at all. Um, tell me a little bit about this Utah native. He's a little stocky, muscle-head kid, and, and man, he is really tough. I mean, I thought the world of Brock Hardy coming out, you know, Brock Hardy beat um, he beat the Sassos, and he beat those guys, right? And right. Hardy's on a mission now, uh, more of a mission. Um, I mean, Wilcox is a guy that beat him in freestyle last year. Uh, Hardy, Hardy's record was like something in one or something in two against Wilcox, but Wilcox is a great find. And I said it on who's number one on the show yesterday. Signatures of Anthony Ralph. I was gonna say that's a Tony Ralph special right there. Yeah, you don't see you don't see Utah guys going to you don't see Utah guys going to uh, Ohio State. And there's other guys too. Uh, They had honorable mention type guys. There's this guy Phil Q from Oregon. And if you look at his result, I'm telling you, there's probably five people in America outside of the state of Oregon that knows who Phil Q is. And I guarantee you, one of those people is. Anthony Ralph. So yeah. he gets a guy from Oregon. He gets he gets a really good guy, a really under the radar potential guy from Iowa and Nick Oldham. He gets Isaac Wilcox from Utah. He gets Phil Q from Oregon. And I promise you that's Anthony Ralph. What happened to that kid from Louisiana? Um He Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Hispanic name. Yeah, that's all I remember uh, too. I feel bad. Anyways, okay. If you yeah. don't know, I don't know. We won't. We won't no, try to figure I, it out he, now. Listen, he was good. He was good, and he was supposed to go to Ohio State, and then I he moved like... to Iowa for his senior year of of high school, and then I don't know what happened to him. Okay, well, we'll find out. He shows up on a roster. Number two was Arizona State with Schultz, Klebov, Trey Munoz, Buziello, and Ramo. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that class. Uh, what of what is the most flack you got? Which which team, which spot uh, were people like, you're hating, dude? I didn't get much flack at all. I don't know. This is like the this is like the best. This is like the least amount of gripe I've ever got. I mean, there was a couple people, you know, Penn State homers. And, and, and there wasn't a lot. I'm not going to hate on Penn State fans. But there were some Penn State people that were like, and they weren't hating. They were like, why doesn't? You know, Beard and Brooks count. Like, <laughs> I counted them last year. They were number one last year. You want me to count them twice? Just make you feel good? But that's why. Jeez. <laughs> so that's that. I mean, Cornell, they finished. And Cornell's doing a great job of recruiting, too. They were number one two years ago. Third this year, they got the back half of the lineup pretty much set for the future. And, you know, to me, the biggest stories about the recruiting class is the recruiting class rankings is. Number one, the the Ohio State doing the job they're doing. Number two, Rutgers. Yeah. Best year ever, best recruiting class ever. And number three, um, but to me, number which was the number eight class was Fresno State. I, I think those were the three big stories. Yeah, and I think what the the story there for Rutgers is it, it's so hard to put the cart before the horse there. And if you're mm-hmm. not 
producing, it's just tough to sell these elite kids on your program. And now that they've got two champs yeah. and they had finals last year and that, you know, Ashton was a four-time All-American, et cetera, et cetera. Um, maybe you're, you'll see this a little bit more and more. Virginia Tech, I mean, just every year is just in the mix. Yeah. Really, really like their class, of course. I Maybe think, a little biased there. I think, let me recall correctly here. So before before Rutgers, I did, the, I did the recruiting class rankings, and I tweeted that I was doing them. And Ryan Vulak DM'd me, and he said, hey, I'm going to make my commitment in a day or so. Just letting you know in case it affects the recruiting class rankings. And I said, of course, it'll recruit. You know, I said, well, what's your four schools? And he told me the four schools. And I was like, okay, I will hold off until you make your decision because if you go to one of these schools, like if he he said his final four were Penn State, Rutgers, Arizona State, and and uh, Purdue. If he would have went to Arizona State, Arizona State could have went up. If he went to Rutgers. Rutgers could go up. If he went to Penn State, Penn State, I didn't get ranked. But if they would have had him and Staraki, they could have been ranked. Um, so I waited and when he's, you know, he announced, uh, Rutgers. So Rutgers, I had at seven when they added him, I moved Rutgers from seven to four. Virginia tech was four before that. And then they went to five. If they would have been at four, four was the high water mark for dresser. So I think it's pretty, yeah, I think it's pretty remarkable that, you know, Roby's, that, that was one thing. Dresser, amazing recruiter, right? Can Roby fill those shoes? He had about as good as recruiting class as Dresser ever had there. So, yes, the answer is yes. They're going to be really good uh, next year, too, Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. So, very, very excited to see what they got going there. Uh, like Nor Northern Colorado's class with Aliras. What, what I'm so Aliras, I've, I've said, is like maybe the most talented guy in this class. How do you weigh the fact that? In my opinion, Andrew Alirez is going to score more NCAA points than maybe all these Fresno guys or whatever. Or the number nine. I don't even know who number nine is. It goes from you, – you didn't put every yeah. class in there. But, I didn't uh, put any. I just put the notables. Number nine, I forget who it was. But, um, well, here's the thing. Matt Olgin is – put it – mark it down. I said it. If it doesn't come to fruition, you can say, Willie, you were wrong. Matt Olgin is going to be a hammer. I mean, I'm talking about finals potential guy. Okay. And so, um, you know, right. I had Lirez number three in the big board, and I have I have Olgin 12. Um, so I, I don't feel like there's a huge discrepancy there okay. between how many points they will score. I, I You know, I, yeah, I would say – Andrew Lirez over a four-year period is probably more likely to score more NCA points than Olgin, but not certainly. I mean, okay. I can see Olgin doing that. So, I mean, I think Olgin was one of the last of the true hammers in this class. Gotcha. Okay, I'm sold. That's all I needed to hear. I didn't know you felt mm -hmm. like that about uh about Olgin. That's man, exciting for yeah, exciting for Fresno, man. They've they're they could really get it going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know they're gonna keep recruiting well. I just love what they're doing. And I mean, if I was from there, I I would want to wrestle in front of that community. I mean, I, they're gonna they're five thousand people in the stands is about as good as most schools do. And and there's a fidelity that there's a there's a family thing going on there. You know, these guys wrestle for whether it's Selma or Clovis or Clovis North or blah 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 blah. You know. 
they're around the same people and they're around the same high school fans. And then they're going to move into the same room together. And that whole community is going to root for one team. It's going to be pretty neat. Yeah. So that's awesome. So good job on the recruiting rankings. You can check those out. They're on the site. Uh, we'll probably keep them towards the, the top of the fold there for next couple days. Uh, any other World Team Trials discussion you want to have before we go to questions? Oh, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. What, what, is the, what is the biggest buzz? You know, we're a couple days away. What's the vibe that you're getting everybody's looking forward to? Well, I think 79 is what everyone's most excited about with Hall. Yeah. Hall, Valencia, all but guaranteed, and then the winner gets ringer. Super exciting. I think 65, the, the, how do you, where do you put Jordan Oliver versus, you know, where's Zane Rutherford going to be? And are those two going to hit in the finals? That would be an epic two out of three if that could happen. Uh, and then, of course, Nolf Imar are probably like the three biggest storylines. And I already talked about Gable and how good I think he's going to do. And then maybe 86 do you, with Downey. What do you make? I mean, I don't think we fully investigated or fully discussed this, but thoughts on Gable going senior, not junior? I mean, I mean, already... last year he last year he went, you know, last year he sort of hedged, right? Because he he did the open. And he was still able to make the junior. He did senior open. He was still able to make the junior team this year. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm all on his seniors. So, what do you what thoughts on that? Well, he made, um, you know, he's he's won junior worlds, right? He's done mm -hmm. that thing, and I know he didn't win last year, but uh, I, I mean, he watched Kyle Snyder win worlds after his true freshman year. He probably thinks he can do the same, and he's probably not wrong. <sighs> yeah. Well. I get that. And and part of me, I'm ticked off. I'm sort of ticked off that he's going juniors or going seniors. I, I, mostly based on the fact that I want to have the best junior team that we can. So take it for what it's worth. I'm a little biased. But Kyle Snyder also won seniors in college, one year out of college, when he was, A, exhausted his junior eligibility, no, that's not true. That is not true. He was junior eligible the year he, uh, the year he won his first title. He was junior eligible, one hundred percent. He was. Yes, one hundred percent. They tried. They it was discussed him wrestling both. Okay, but he he also he also won junior worlds, lost junior worlds, and then went back to junior worlds. Did he not? No. One junior that world. Year? No, he was he won in thirteen. He was bronze in fourteen. Fifteen, he was a senior world champion. Fifteen, he went senior worlds. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I remembered Slay like vigorously telling Kyle to go juniors. Obviously, I was. Well, I think he wanted. Him. I think I think he wanted him to, but Bruce Burnett's like, no, he's going senior worlds. He's our wrap. Yeah, and I'm not going to send him to junior worlds and senior worlds because. And that was the right decision because he's a senior world champion that year. So he's yeah. actually on the like he's on the identical track as Gable. Is he on the identical track though? Let me. I can have one more swing and miss here. Is he on the identical track in the sense that was Kyle not a year older? I don't like like Gable. Gable is technically a is he a first year junior. 
Wasn't he cadet eligible last year? No. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. No. Last no, year, last year he was a first year junior. I'm pretty sure he's a year younger than Kyle, though. Well, I, Kyle was at the time. Yeah, not in grade or anything. I don't know about like not in grade because he was because he was a young freshman, right? This year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're really picking nits now at this point. I mean, listen, the guy's senior ready. He's a junior world champion. It's it's. He's probably like, why am I going to uh, – I don't know. I mean, I to me it makes perfect sense that a guy that's 20 years old or whatever, 19 years old, that's won Junior Worlds to say, no, I'm not going to enter Junior Worlds again. I'm going to try to make a Senior World team. Yeah, I'm just bitter about it. Yeah, I, You should be excited that he's going to be testing our, our senior – he could be our guy no, in 2020. I would be, we, uh, I I would be excited if he did – I would be excited if he did what he did last year. I would be excited if he would have went in the open, saw how it, how the field laid, saw how he did, and then made the junior team. If not, yeah. Well, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's doing what he's doing personally. But yeah, I get it. Uh, doesn't make our junior world team as well as good. Okay. Um. Let's go to questions. Cues. Cues from Fs quarterfinals. Big fan. At Wolfpack, if you're allowed only one day at Reynolds Coliseum this weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, which day would you choose and why? Well, it's a very obvious answer. This, the answer is Saturday because you get kind of everything. You get finals for for women's and juniors. You get a ton of men's freestyle. It's a full day of wrestling, whereas fr uh, Thursday would just be juniors and women's. And then Greg goes in there somewhere. And then um, – and then I think, Sunday is just. I think Saturday. I think Saturday is Greco and Junior Finals. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Thursday is Greco and Juniors. So, so yeah, Saturday's sa yeah. You're Saturday's right. the end. Saturday's Any word on Teasdale? Asks Aaron Hume, eighty-five. Uh, he's living in Iowa, pretty sure. So, the Cedar Rapids area. So, I think he's gonna go to. I think he's gonna go to. Iowa eventually, hopefully, but don't know that for sure. Uh, how close is Helen to competing? We have no idea. No inclination to Don Osborne. Donnie Osborne. Hey, wasn't that the name of the – Donnie Marie? <laughs> right? Yes. Wasn't that their last name? No, that's yeah. the Osmonds. Osmonds. Oh, I Osmond. Ozzy Osborne. Cardiac Kid, his name is. Is that Cardiac Kid? Oh, yeah, Cardiac Kid. Just kind of spelled wrong. Uh, what yeah. rising seniors could be in the conversation of best to never win an NCAA title, assuming they don't in 2020? Um, so Colin Moore, maybe. I don't know. If, but he's not going to rise to the level of, you know, Adam Kuhn. At 20, so kind of look at it by weight. 25, I don't know. Jack Mueller, no, no way. 33. No. Dayton's only a sophomore. He'll win a title at some point for sure. Stefan Micic, if he uh, if he has another like undefeated-ish kind of what year. His, what was his numbers, Christian? Like what's his placement? Yeah. I don't I don't have them memorized, uh, unfortunately. Something like wasn't it like two two three? Was it the last two years? Yes. He was like he placed as a freshman. I don't remember how high. Top six, I want to say, and then. Two three, so he's really good. 
41. Uh, McKenna graduated. He's he's had a really nice career to never win a title. Yeah. Uh, Michael Although, Jordan at 49. Hard to hard to get Joey in the best to never do it because of that one year, right? That sophomore year. Well, yeah, he had a DNP uh, as a sophomore. Then his junior year, you know, he lost a he lost a Meredith who never won a title. So it's not like I don't know if there's really anyone entering that that category. Um, you know, Marinelli is only a sophomore, but the, you look at the seasons he's strung together his first two years. If he continues that and never wins a title, he'll certainly be a good one, especially if he continues to beat Vincenzo Joseph. But just for whatever reason, doesn't win NCAAs. That would be a yeah, pretty yeah. good one. I mean, never lost in season. He could. He's still two years left, but certainly could go down as one of the most, one of the best in season wrestlers of all time. Yeah. So I don't. I don't see anyone right now that's like, oh boy, if he doesn't win a title, can you believe it? Because that's kind of part of it too. It's like, man, that guy never won a title. He was yeah. so good so many years. Um, even mm -hmm. with Micic, like. There's, there's an element of didn't really perform up to their ability at NCAAs with the best to never win consideration. But with Stevon, it's like not really that. It's like, dude, you're just in awesome weights. It's like you're, you wrestled Seth Gross. You wrestled Nick Soriano. It's like, man. I, I think there should be like – I think there should be like a next topic rule. I mean, now that I think about it, there's, you know, there's always been this conversation of who was the best to never do it. I, I think at some point – Maybe the, the rule is, were you ever next topic worthy, right? Mm. Like, uh, Poeta was next topic type stuff, right? No, no way. He wasn't? No, he wasn't next topic. Who was, you didn't think, you didn't think that if you, if you had a poll. No. That's after his junior year, you don't think the poll would have said 90% are taking Mike Poeta? No, but. Burroughs? Uh, no. Uh-uh. I mean, that, I that, that weight, that weight, hold on, dude. That weight had, that weight had Lean, who already beat him that year, beat him in the NCAA Finals. And there was one year where, where Mike Pilletta was like, he's going to win him next year. I, like, I everybody's picking him. His junior year, he lost to Lean in the Finals. The next year, Lean and Poeta were back, and Jordan Burroughs and Gregor G Gillespie were in there, too. So it had... Like three national champions and Poeta. Well, what was the? Okay, so let's but let's use that let's use that theory, right? Yeah, best use to that never theory. win. Take a take a guy that was next topic worthy. Well, that's really was tough. Clayton Foster was Clayton Foster next topic one year. Well, no, because him and Kilgore, I'm pretty sure were both undefeated um, going into NCAA's. I Kilgore. Uh, Foster was kind of my pick at 97 that year, but no, I don't think he falls under that category. I think he'll be hard-pressed to find a next topic that... Really? I do. I think you could find a next topic that didn't win NCAAs, but not a next topic that never won Had NCAAs. Had never won before. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you got like McDonough. I mean, so many guys that we thought would win and, and Red, didn't yeah. win. Um, like Kendrick Maple won a title as a sophomore. Right? Mm -hmm. Sophomore, I want to say. And then never won again. Uh -huh. That could be wrong. No, I think he won it at 41 as a junior and four, 49 he went as a senior and didn't win. Right. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, I think you're right. I really thought he won as a sophomore, but now that I'm remembering the years, it doesn't make sense. Tweet us, tweet us some guys that you thought were next top. Oh man, I, I really thought Hunter Stever was going to win some chips for sure. Well, okay, but was there ever a year when he was like he's winning it this year? I, I thought in, in the 2013-14 season when he went up to 149, he was my pick. I, I thought he would be beat Surt's, the Surtzes and all those guys. And that was the year 49 really, frankly, stunk. stunk. Was and that, I think he would have won it the year. Was that the year, year Surtzes won? Huh? Was that the year Surtzes won? <laughs> yeah. Um, or no, excuse me. The Surtzes did win in 2014. But 2015, I think he would have won as well with How to Shell. That was the year How to Shell Habit. I think he beats all those guys. But he had no... He had no elbows. He was 0 for elbows that year. So, yeah, and he – I think he redshirted the 2013-14 season, if I remember correctly. Man, I could be wrong. Anyways, without misremembering anything further, I'm not sure who else the, the next topickers would be. Oh, Green was a definite next topic his uh, junior year, the 2013-14 season. I guess that was his – yeah, that was why his was junior he, year. Why was he, he next topic? Help me remember. Why was he next topic his junior year and not his senior year? Because I'm our, his senior year. Mm. Okay. I mean, coming into his senior year, we probably didn't think Imar was on his level. Imar was kind of like a – he had a fine redshirt year, but it wasn't like amazing, and no one was like, this guy's going to come in. And then he just came in and was amazing. Then he beat Green in the duel, and you're like, okay, he's winning, I guess. But remember, Green was undefeated. I'm pretty sure the undefeated one seed. He had beaten Green, or he had beaten Ness and St. John. It's like, yeah. okay, this is happening. And then he got Gator Bacon and got third that year. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, some of the, the problem is, and you can hear me fumbling around with stuff, but the, the problem is when some of these questions get asked, it's like hard to think in the moment. I'm sure there's been a one or two guys we can find we can dig up that was like if you polled people before the season 90% would have taken him but he it didn't materialize yeah okie doke um Nate what Brown what else NCAA finalist for Lehigh University Mountain Hawks is Yanni's real name John yes it is <laughs> Yanni's name is John but I'm glad he goes by Yanni because that's a pretty freaking cool name uh, a lot of people don't know that, I guess. Okay. This is a good Which question. one? You read it. By Matt Smith. Matt Smith FB. Big fan of Facebook. Regardless of weight, what person not in Final X is likely to make a world team? Hmm. Regardless of weight, likely to make a not world team. Not in Final X yet. So, in other words, competing this weekend. Yep. Uh, this, whoever emerges from 61... I would say he's got a shot. Um, 70. I mean, James Green. James Green. Yeah. Green James next topic. Green the he's the he's <laughs> most likely most likely one to, for me. Um, especially yeah. with Nolf gone. Right? Are you familiar? Um, Pops Redfoot, Wild and Raleigh, will be eating Eastern North Carolina or Western North Carolina style barbecue. And could you explain to me the difference? I'm sure vinegar is involved. Well, yeah, the difference is vinegar versus uh, 
tomato based, but I don't know which is which. Yeah, I don't know either. I like I like vinegar. What's your favorite? I mean, you like vinegar? Yeah. Yeah. Vinegar's all right. What's your favorite? I mean, there's Texas style. There's like Memphis style. There's I don't know St. Louis or Kansas City. Well, I'm just now learning that there's different Carolina, but to me, like in Virginia, if you say Carolina, it means like vinegar. So I didn't know the East East Coast West Coast. You know, this is kind of like Tupac and Biggie situation with. Did you ever have? uh, There's um. Well, number one, there's. You ever have the like the yellow based, yellow based barbecue sauce? Mustard, like mustard? No, no, thank you. Yeah. And also, I think it's Alabama, but Al- one of those southern states makes a white barbecue sauce. Okay. Which oh. I think largely involves mayonnaise. Oh, I'm not oh. Sure. hard pass. Gee, I wonder why they have struggles with weight in the South. It's interesting. <laughs> can't, I can't understand this obesity epidemic in the South. I don't know. Mayonnaise-based barbecue? I no, I don't think so. I never understood, like mayonnaise on a fried sandwich like 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 people like get like a fish sandwich that's like deep fried and then they put mayonnaise on it well i'll i'll agree with you except on an egg sandwich eggs fried egg sandwich with mayonnaise tomato and uh lettuce is fried really good egg yeah i know but it's not it's not it's not breaded right like the egg isn't breaded oh correct like that 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 bread holds all the oils in and stuff and then you're gonna put mayonnaise on top of that yeah it's... i also don't get down on the, uh i ain't a big fan of like the, the salads like the the tuna fish set like i eat tuna tuna fish but like potato salad and Egg salad, like oh, man. you're just you're just mixing stuff together with mayonnaise. I <laughs> I love. I, I mean, I ain't gonna. Conf- I ain't, nobody confuses me with the most healthiest, but that is some audacious stuff. I love egg salad. I love tuna salad, and I love chicken salad. It is delicious. You could grind up a. I don't know, but you could grind up an old tire and mix it with mayonnaise and onions, and you'd be like, man, this ain't bad. No, I think that would be bad. I think these things are good. It ain't healthy. Well, I didn't say it was healthy, but I love it. love it all the same. Chad Hankey, not that Chad Hankey, but the other Chad Hankey. Over your guys' time... Over your guys' time at Flow, has there been coaches' teams you grew up rooting against and or thought you didn't like, but since working for Flow have changed your mind? Hmm. Yeah, lots of them. All right, you go then. Wrestlers that I thought I didn't like, but then I went that because I work at Flow. Now I like them. Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah. I don't know if I want to put any of that in publicly. Oh. Um, well, it's not like you're saying you liked them and then you met them, you didn't like them, which there's plenty of those for me. But I'm not gonna say yeah. those. I mean, I think there's been the hard part is. A lot of people's, a lot of wrestlers' body language, they just look mean and angry and prickish. Uh huh. And then you get to talk to them and they're great, you know? Um, I never thought Gabe Dean was mean, but that guy is so unbelievably nice and friendly and cool. He's the. It's annoying. It's annoying. (laughs) He's annoyingly nice. He's one of those people. He doesn't like stop being such a good person. Stop being such a good person, you goof. Yeah, he's awesome. Making the rest of us look bad. I like I like Gabe Dean a lot. 
Um, I don't know. I I my experience is as I've been around programs, I end up liking them. There's not been a scenario. I'll tell you where who I used to hate. That guy. Uh oh. I'll give you one I used to hate. This will be good. Like, but he's he's since he stopped competing, he's so much more bearable. Zach Ray. Zach Ray, when you were competing, you were a prick. But you're like you're all right now in my book. All right. So there's a, I think there's a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I got. Um, any other things before we go, Willie? No. You need some. You need tissues. You need like something. You need some tussing. Yeah. What? Do I sound sick still? Well, you sniffle a little, uh, quite a bit. And dang it, I'm sorry. That's going annoying, on, guys. You're, you're going on a jet. You're going on that jet plane here in a couple of minutes, aren't you? I know. I'm going to try to infect the entire uh, Southwest flight I'm on to Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. So no, I'm on the. I'm way better than I was yesterday. Holy cow! It's like just. Wa- I was just Christian. walking around HQ with a box of Kleenex. I thought. I don't. Th- I thought the world was ending yesterday. I'm online at like seven thirty. I can't get a hold of Christian. Can't get a hold. He's usually in the office by six fifty. Yep. Not, not yesterday. He calls me at like, I don't know, 8 o'clock. He's like, yeah, slept in. It's like, oh, he must be really feeling bad. <laughs> I know. It was it was amazing. I think I seriously think that contributed. All right. Let's go, Caleb. Sorry. There's the music. I'm on the road to recovery. Hey, today? Holy cow. Yanni thing. We've got like a 20-some minute Yanni feature. Debuting live today at noon. And six central. You guys love the Iowa flow film block. Holy smokes, you guys were all over that yesterday. Thanks for watching that. You're gonna love this Yanni piece. I got to watch it. Absolutely sick. Make sure you check that out. 12 or 6. Um, World Team Trial starts tomorrow. Juniors and Greco going then Friday, Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday. Gonna be amazing. Make sure you're tuning in. We'll be there. Willie will not. Willie will be be remaining in the basement. Uh, Hard at work there. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday where we will probably discuss Game of Thrones finale. Sion Greyjoy says he wants to be on for our our Game of Thrones breakdown. And it's possible, Willie. Dude, he said he loves it. I had no idea. It was a total curveball for me. He's like, I got to be on that show. I love Game of Thrones. So we'll we'll have Sion on. And uh, we'll break it down. Maybe that we'll have a separate well, Game of Thrones do. show. Yeah, we we need it. We need a separate. We need a separate show because we're gonna talk about the trials for a whole hour and a half. Okay, so maybe another day we'll do Game of Thrones, or maybe we'll just do a four-hour show. Who knows? We'll figure that out Tuesday. Thanks a lot. See you next time.